0: Talk Radio
1: A good Sunday evening to you and welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane MD. This is a show designed to inform and inspire you to great health. I'm your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson MD. And today is Sunday, December 9, 2012 and it's 6:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you may find us here every Sunday at the same time. The link is blogtalkradio.com forward slash Dr. Diane Thompson. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash D-R-D-I-A-N-E-T-H-O-N-P-S-O-N. Let me first apologize to you guys for not being here last week. I was uh, dealing with some kind of cold of some sort and... I tell you, I lost my voice, and I know you did not want to listen to me in that condition. And although I'm not 100% better, I'm very grateful that I'm almost back to baseline. So I apologize ahead of time if you hear me clearing my throat, because I'm still fighting this thing. Now, for uh, this evening's show, we have a really wonderful show for you. Um, we've divided it up in three segments. The first segment, I'm going to have a guest host of mine. Um, you've heard her before. That's Dr. Sarah Jenkins, MD. She's a former radiation oncologist and current cancer coach, and she's going to share information in this segment that's called What's New in Medicine Today. You know, the goal is to use this segment as a platform to offer you up-to-date information on what's going on in medicine and, and things in practice that may affect your health. So basically, we'll go through the medical literature,
2: <clears throat>
1: we'll find out about the latest research and information, and we'll keep you abreast of what's going on in the world of medicine. So the, today's show, though, I'm going to be talking about the tips that can uh, help you to have a healthy and happy and stress-free holiday. I know with the holiday, uh, we just came out of Thanksgiving and and Christmas is almost upon us. And um, there's a lot of stress involved with shopping and spending and eating and traveling and all the other madness that sometimes goes on uh, during the holiday season. It can be very stressful for many of us. So there's simple things that we can do to allow us to enjoy the season without feeling stressed and overwhelmed. And I'm going to share some of those tips with you tonight. And later on in the show, I hope we'll connect with her, um, our registered nurse and health and wellness coach, Delide Strong, uh, otherwise known as Dee. Uh, She will share with us the health tip of the week, so I hope she'll be able to connect with us a little bit later in the show. Now, a bit of housekeeping. Um on the last show where we talked about cancer coaching and I really got a lot of feedback on this, a lot of emails from people. Uh people were interested in in learning more about cancer coaching. I did promise that Dr. Jenkins and I would have two more shows where we were going to talk more detail about cancer coaching um and after speaking with the head of the organization um that does the training in cancer coaching and all of that we've actually decided to have them come on the show and speak about what they do why they do it how they do it and you know basically their mission and i think it's amazing because we'll essentially be getting the information directly from the horse's mouth so to speak so we are in the midst of setting up that, um, that interview for early in the year, in the new year. So we look forward to that. Now, as a disclaimer, I've got to remind you that this broadcast is intended for educational and informational reasons only. It's not intended to diagnose and treat. I really should never listen to any radio or TV program and completely change your life, your health, Uh, By that information, you really should discuss some of those health information with your provider before you do so. So just remember this is for um, educational information. So let's move on to our first segment. This is What's New in Medicine, and I want to welcome Dr. Sarah Jenkins, MD, to the show. As I told you, she's a former radiation oncologist. She has a lot of training in psycho-oncology. And she is a current cancer coach. Dr. Jenkins, are you there? Dr. Jenkins? So we may be having some um, difficulty connecting. I see her on the line. No, nope, here I am. you here. here. Hey, here. I see you on the line. I'm, I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, I'm muted,
2: and I, you know, thank you so much, Dr. Thompson. It's a pleasure to be with you tonight.
1: It's a pleasure having um, so you on. How is uh, Harlem? How's it? How's it doing in New York City?
2: Harlem is absolutely fabulous, growing and thriving.
1: Wonderful, yes. wonderful. So, what do you have for us tonight? In what's new in medicine today?
2: Well, I wanted to concentrate on what's going on in the psychiatric world, as you know, I'm a psychiatrist as well, mm-hmm. and I want our listeners. To know about the changes that are being made to the Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, otherwise known as DSM-5. The DSM-5 is is a manual. It's a very easily read uh, document that helps psychiatrists and physicians diagnose mental illness. And recently, on December 1st there was a change. And there's a lot of worry in the community as to what's going to happen due to this change. Some psychiatrists feel that there will be more diagnoses. In other words, that people who were here before considered normal will now have a diagnosis and a psychiatric stigma and be on medication and that this is mm. all going to be costly. Mm-hmm. How, However... The other side of the coin is what's going to happen to people who have the autism spectrum disorder. So tonight I'm not going to go into the specifics of the diagnosis of autism, just to say that higher, it is feared that the patients who are higher functioning Asperger's patients um, might lose their entitlements, might lose some of the you know, the the entitlements that the schools provide and, and things like that. So you mentioned However, Asperger
1: you mentioned Asperger and autism. Can you just tell our listeners how they relate a little bit?
2: Just you don't have to well, go into Asper- detail but so they know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Asperger's is along the spectrum of autism disorders. Exactly. And it's really at the very beginning. These are people who you know have some problems relating socially but mm-hmm. really, they're high-functioning, mm-hmm. and they can do a lot of things, but they need services. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I really want to make sure that your listeners are aware of the fact that even though the DSM-5 criteria has been changed, and even though the schools are going to be in an upheaval and that they're going to have to go for a re-evaluation to make sure that you fit in that autism spectrum diagnosis, um, you know, really not to worry, even though these changes are going to be made and you're going to have to make these appointments. The feeling is that most psychiatrists, if they gave you a diagnosis of Asperger's in 2012, you will remain with that diagnosis in 2013. The thing is, we just want the listeners to be aware that these changes are afoot so that if something has changed, they can they know to speak up and to speak to their school, to speak to the psychiatrist, to speak to the social worker, to speak to the teachers, whatever they need, just so that they can get the, the entitlements that they need. And those would so be educational. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, finish. I'm just saying that the entitlements would be, educational, social, medical, therapeutic, you know, whatever they need to help them thrive.
1: So a listener who has a child with this diagnosis right now and having this new information, they don't need to do anything, no, no forms they need to go fill out, they don't I mean, what what do they do with this? Do they need to make any changes to anything right now?
2: I think the schools will make it, make them aware first of what they need to do. Okay. Um, and I'm sure there will be a lot of forms to fill out and things like that, but there is nothing that they need to do proactively other than be aware of the changes and they can look it up. They can look up the DSM-5, and that's spelled the letter DSM with the letter V for 5. Um, and they can read up all the the new changes that have occurred. That
1: is that is wonderful yes. information because I don't think the average person out there, because actually I didn't know this until you mentioned this, so I don't exactly. think the average person out there knew that this change
2: um, was made. Right. And, Dr. Thompson, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to inform everybody about it. Now, that is wonderful.
1: So thank you so much. Is there anything else you need to add?
2: There is nothing else other okay. than an informed community thrives.
1: Yep, that, that that that's what we're all about. Informing people, getting them that's right, to be healthier okay. with new information. So that is wonderful. Thank you so much for supplying that information on that segment of what's new in medicine. We really appreciate it and we look forward to more reports from you. So thank you so thank very you, much. Thank you Dr.
2: Thompson.
1: All right, you take good care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So thanks again to um to Dr. Uh, Sarah Jenkins for that information. As I told you, Dr. Jenkins is um uh, currently a cancer coach. She's a former radiation oncologist and uh, also psychiatrist. Um she can be contacted at 917-514-8178. Um, if you want more information on cancer coaching, or she's a wealth of knowledge, so you can get a lot of information from her anyway. So thank her for that segment. Next, I'm going to talk with you about <clears throat> some of the tips that you can use to have a healthy, and happy, and stress free holiday season.
2: <clears throat>
1: Excuse me. Now, as I said, we've moved out of Thanksgiving. And as we know, that was a time where many of us ate way too much and probably wasn't as thankful as we needed to be. And now we've moved; we're moving into Christmas, into the holiday season, uh, Kwanzaa, different things for for different people. But the new holiday season, and for for many, this is really a season of overindulgence. Whether it's um, overspending because we do a lot of shopping during the Christmas season and it can bring on a lot of financial burden for some of us. We get things we can't afford and then we're slapped with that bill early in the new year and it's more stress. Uh, the, there's a the stress of shopping. You see what can happen when people line up long lines overnight to, to get the latest gadget There's a lot of stress with family visiting. It's traveling. There's family that come by, and we love most of our family members, but some of them, the the truth is, they're best being loved from afar, and we have to deal with many of them during the the holiday season. And so there's just a lot that goes on, and there's the Christmas dinner, and we, again, overindulge in eating the wrong foods. And so this is really a season where if we're not careful, we can – be very unhealthy, we can be very stressed out. So, I have some tips for you to help you enjoy this season, but enjoy it in a healthy and a happy and stress-free as much as possible way. So, I'm going to give you some tips. So, the first tip is for stress-free holiday traveling. And, you know, many of these tips are common sense. Some of them we just didn't really think about, but I'm going to remind you of them. So for stress-free holiday traveling, you try to plan ahead of time. You know, when you plan ahead of time, you get cheap affairs, you get better seats, you get better flights, the better flight times. So plan ahead of time. Give yourself enough time to travel. You know, many times the mad rush and we're rushing in and out of tra- traffic, trying to get where we're going and it just leads to more stress If you give yourself extra time, and maybe you'll get to the airport much earlier than you you plan on it, but that's okay. Take a good book with you. Take your iPad and listen to some motivational information on YouTube for free or listen to some wonderful holiday music and just chill and relax instead of, of the mad rush. So give yourself enough time for travel. And always make contingency plans. We know things don't always work out the way we plan. It's to always have a plan B somewhere. And if you are driving to your destination, many of us are. I know for the holiday season I will be driving down to Delaware. And one of the things you can do, and I've found this to be helpful, is to turn your car into a university on wheels. You know, I listen to my favorite audiobooks. I can go through several books just traveling. Uh, If you're in the midst of learning a new language or foreign language, it's a great time to pop a a tape in or a a CD in, and I'm aging myself with that tape, but a CD in and, and kind of learn more about the language or listen to it as you go on or listen to your favorite holiday music or motivational information. It's always a good thing to listen to while you're driving. But you have to make a conscious effort to make your holiday traveling stress free. So, there you have it for tips for stress free holiday traveling. Well, what about the shopping? This is another um thing that happens during the holiday season. I have to say, I'm one of those women that uh, wasn't blessed with the the shopping gene. I really dislike shopping. I find it to be a chore, I find it stressful. And, you know, I try to avoid it as much as I can. And then come, come, what comes with that is the financial burden, as I said. Many times we shop, we want to get our loved ones things, and we really can't afford it. And then the bill hits us at the end of the month or the beginning of the new year, and, and that just puts us in a tizzy. So you really want to be mindful and careful about shopping for the holiday season. And here are some of the suggestions. You want to shop, you want to organize yourself and shop ahead of time. You know, the longer you procrastinate to get the gifts, the longer the lines are going to be and the more money you'll tend to pay. So organize yourself and prepare ahead of time. And I know this is like December 9th, so really for some people it's kind of late. But but there are those of you who will find yourselves in the stores the day before Christmas. I know this because I used to do this years ago. The other thing is to keep an eye out for gifts throughout the year. There are gifts that they won't go out of style. They won't spoil books and CDs and DVDs and scarves, wallets, stationaries, housewares. You can find these gifts throughout the year. They may be on sale. You may have seen it and you thought of the person. And you can get these gifts and put them aside or wrap them and get them ready so you don't have to wait last minute. Another thing is you can shop the easy way. I like this. I'm kind of lazy, but I also know that I enjoy getting gift cards. Some people think gift cards are impersonal. I disagree. I'm very difficult for someone to please when they go shopping for me. At least people should not go shopping for me. So get me a gift card. I love Barnes & Nobles. You can't go wrong giving me a gift card for a bookstore. So find out what the person likes. If they like a restaurant or they like a particular clothing store, you get the gift card. And it's very easy to do that. It's not stressful. You don't have to go there and think about what color, what size, or anything like that. You simply get them the card and let them go get it for themselves. So that's an easy way. The final way in terms of shopping (laughs) is what I call the radical way. This is my way. I will tell you that I no longer do Christmas shopping. I stopped mm, over 10 years ago. I still will get uh, things for the little ones. I have a couple of nieces and a nephew, and, yes, I will get them things because they're kids and they don't understand. Uh, They won't understand why Auntie did not get them something. But for adults, I don't really do the Christmas shopping anymore. And I stopped years ago when I was in the stores on Christmas Day shopping for someone that I didn't know very well. I didn't expect them to get me a gift. They got me a gift, and I felt obligated to get them one. And so there I was on Christmas Day in the store shopping for this person, and I thought there is something wrong with this picture. And so I decided to stop. And I've told all the adults I don't do the Christmas shopping anymore, and and it's been fine. What I do instead, though, is I get them gifts throughout the year. I think those are the best gifts to give, and they're also the best to receive. They're just gifts just because, just because I was thinking about you, or I went in the store and I thought, wow, she would like this. And I got it, and I wrapped it, and there's no special occasion other than you were on my mind. And I got it for you. And I tell you, those are the best gifts to give. And the people who receive them, are because they don't expect it. And they're like, what's the occasion? There's no occasion. It's just you're you, and I was thinking of you. When you give gifts like that throughout the year and you say, hey, I'm not going to do the obligatory gift on Christmas Day, many people will understand it. I have, like I said, I haven't been doing the Christmas shopping gift for over 10 years, and I'm still in good favor with my family. So you can do it. You can do it the radical way as long as you make sure you're giving gifts throughout the year because you're thinking about people. The final set of tips that I want to talk about, and these are really important. You know, with uh, the holiday season, many people can have the holiday blues, make them very stressed and, and unhappy. And I'm not talking about deep in the middle of a depression I'm talking about the temporary feeling of blues that comes with the holiday season and usually goes once the season is over. You know, there's some people who are busy doing too many things and buying too many gifts and eating too much food and hanging out with too many people. And then there are other people where it's the very opposite. Their holiday is fraught with loneliness and not enough friends and not enough family and not enough food and not enough money. And for them, it's a time when they see others overindulging, and they're not having enough, and they can feel a sense of that the holiday blues. So, some suggestion I have: the first one is, uh, when you start feeling a sense of self pity, and you want to throw that pity party, you know, one of the best antidote I've found that I've, I've tried it, and it works. Is to do something for someone, someone else who has less than you have. It is amazing what that will do. It will. It's a beautiful thing. It makes you feel empowered, and more importantly, you take the focus off yourself. You're now focusing on someone else, and I believe this truly represents the real meaning of the holiday season. So try to help someone who needs more than, than, you know, you need. And you'll find that that will help you to get rid of some of that self-pity. The second thing is to practice being grateful. I, I can't say how important this is. Even when you think you have nothing to be grateful and thankful for, make yourself find things to be thankful for. Uh, one thing I know for sure is that the feeling of lack and the feeling of gratitude don't hang out together. And it's the same idea as when you're focusing on gratitude, you take the focus off what you're lacking and what you're missing during the holiday season. A third tip is to get spiritually grounded. And this doesn't mean that you have to go to a place of worship. You could, but it can also mean that you create a sacred place in your home, and and if you choose to go to a place of worship, it's a good thing because many times it allows you to broaden your horizon. It allows you to meet new friends. It also takes you to a higher place of thinking. So consider getting um, spiritually grounded. The fourth uh, suggestion to help you get rid of some of this holiday blues is to pamper yourself. Pamper yourself, and it doesn't have to be expensive. I'm not telling you to um, go to a spa or anything like that. Pampering yourself can simply mean that you commit to doing things that are good for you. And that could mean commit to eating well, to drinking water, to exercising. And we know exercising is really important anyway for, um, for your mood. Um, deep breathing and meditating and getting enough sleep, taking a nice warm bath. A hot bath for me uh, can turn anything around. Go for a nice long walk. So it it really is amazing that uh, we don't recognize that the lack of sleep, stress, depression, they're all running buddies. So you really, really want to you really want to take that time and and um, pamper yourself. Another thing is to consciously practice love and forgiveness. You know, when you choose to forgive someone, we always have to remember this, it's never about that person, it's always about us. Forgiveness provides healing, and it provides healing for us, the forgiver, and it frees you to move on. And also decide to show love to everyone and to everything. So these are really good tips to help you um, to enjoy uh, the holiday season, to take some of the stress out of the holiday season, and to take better care of you. Now, if you have any more tips, any suggestion to help make this a healthier, happier, stress-free holiday season, please go to my Facebook page. It's Facebook.com forward slash Dr. Diane A. Thompson. That's Facebook.com forward slash Dr. Diane A. Thompson. Leave some suggestions and we'll talk about it on the next show. So up next is our health tip of the week. And I am going to be joined by our registered nurse and health and wellness coach, Delise Strong, a.k.a. Dee. Dee, are you there? Yes,
0: I'm here, Dr. Thompson. Thanks for having me on the call this evening. Welcome
1: to the show. How is it in Georgia?
0: Beautiful. I am thankful for this weather. So grateful.
1: That is wonderful. So what health tip do you have for us today? And I want to remind our listeners Health for me is not just healthy body. It's mind. It's spirit. It's everything. So, what do you have for us?
0: Absolutely, I so agree with you on that. The tip of the week um, for the, the tip of the week is um, having an attitude of gratitude. And mm. you know, I started saying thank you so much for having me on the call because it, it feels great just to say that.
2: Wonderful. And you
0: know um with the with having an attitude of gratitude it starts by doing just the simplest things such as um making a list of just say 10 things you're grateful for it doesn't have to be tangible it can not just be you know the air we breathe it's so mm-hmm. important and no one ever thinks think of that consciously That's every right. day
1: right yeah
0: there was a study done um with um three groups of people the first group actually made a conscious decision to be grateful for every single thing they could think of. And it seems like a bit tasking to do that, but they actually did. And um, the second group was pretty mediocre about it. They would do it every now and again, you know, when they're a member, just didn't care, you know. Then the third group didn't bother at all to do it. And what they noticed was that the group that made a conscious decision to be grateful for everything, every single day and for everyone Turn out to be very healthy.
1: Your wow, amazing!
0: And health, yes, they go hand in hand. And the more we are grateful, the happier we are, and the healthier we are. So I want to just urge everyone this holiday season to do this. And I know you touched on it, and we go out of our way all the time to make people happy, and, and you know, and forget about forget about us, and mm-hmm. not think about just what we have. And even the children around us, they want to have this and they want that. But we have to teach our children to be thankful for everything they have now. And I remember growing up, we were always told, well, oh, someone else doesn't have that, and you should be grateful that you have it. But you didn't always think about what it meant. And as you grow older, you realize that, you know, that's really what they meant. Because when you are grateful, you actually open yourself up for, for abundance. And I agree, and well. grateful
1: grateful children grow up to be grateful adults.
0: Absolutely, and healthier adults.
1: That's
2: healthier right. Healthier adults, Yeah. Yes. absolutely.
0: Yes. So that's the tip of the week today, having an attitude of gratitude. And I must honestly say I always, always do that, always, always have an this attitude of gratitude. This is
1: beautiful. This is something I try to do, but I'm definitely going to make more of an effort to continue to do so. So thank you so much for that health tip of the week and continue enjoying that Georgia weather. Thank you so much. All right. You take care, okay? You have a good night next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I do do want to thank um, uh, Dee for that health tip of the week. It is really so important that we cultivate an attitude of gratitude. Uh, it is a beautiful thing. And be thankful for even the things that we think are bad because they will help us to be the person that we become. They'll stretch us. So I want to say uh, thank you to Dr. Jenkins, thank you for D, and thank you for the listeners for listening in today. This has been another episode of Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. We're here every Sunday p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's blogtalk.com forward slash Dr. Diane Thompson. Next week we have an amazing show with a motivational speaker, Malise Knox-Bronson. You don't want to miss that. So you want to join us. It's really important that you join us next week. And so be happy, be healthy, and be wise, and have a wonderful evening. Thank you for listening. Have a great evening, everyone.